TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this and hi us, take it away. (laughs) calling all superheroes we have an emergency in the choir room please report (laughs) the trophy it's been taken (laughs) listen i promised you a better episode after the disastrous ones we watched yesterday and i believe i delivered i i you know i tip my hat to you sir (laughs) you are a gentleman and a scholar (laughs) So, season four, episode seven, Dynamic Duets. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a great episode. It's probably, like, up there with, like, all the ones that I really like. I, this is where Glee really, like, does its best, is when it's just, like, highly stylized and thematic and just campy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love a theme episode. When when Glee commits to being a comedy it is very good at doing that (laughs) yeah like none of the new york bullshit was necessary you know i i'm hot take here i know we love kurt and we're medium on rachel but like i don't need them anymore (laughs) you know like yeah well i feel like I know why Glee wants to keep all of the old cast members in the story because people are very attached to these characters. But if it just like did the thing where they graduated and occasionally came back, but also we were still focused on just the kids in the school still, I'd also be okay with that, you know, but I'm not a hardcore Glee fan. So, well, I think what they should have done, which is what they try to do later is just, focus on the kids that graduated because those were the main characters <laughs> yeah uh everybody that stayed behind aside from blaine was a supporting character yeah so it would have made more sense if they would have followed you know the main characters adventures primarily but yeah if they're going to choose to have this plot happening back at the high school it does make more sense at least while everybody that we are attached to is still there to like focus more on that that being said on the whole (laughs) what they show us from the school is generally not as entertaining for me as what they show in new york (laughs) but i think that's where Glee gets it wrong though is like i i know i know why we want to do new york and the school but it's a lot to do and also you're not taking the time to actually make us care about these new characters enough for us to want to get to see more Artie and Tina, the only thing keeping us going at this point is Blaine. Yeah. You know? 
Like, if Blaine wasn't at McKinley, would anyone actually care what was going on at McKinley? See, that's that's why they couldn't take the uh, the bait that is set up in this, that will Blaine go back to the Warblers because he doesn't, you know, he only moved to McKinley for Kurt. And yeah, if they'd moved him back to the Warblers, which honestly would have been kind of interesting to like keep Blaine as a main character, but then it's more about like his rivalry with his old friends. Like that, that could be interesting. But then if they yeah. did that, it would again take like all the reason to be interested in McKinley away. <laughs> yeah, because the only people left behind that like we're supposed to care about are Blaine and Mr. Shoe. And Mr. Well, Shoe and now we're supposed fine. to care about Finn. Yeah, but Finn could have been just fine being in New York with Rachel. Or, or in the army. <laughs> or in the army. Like it. There are ways to have written this that would have worked better, is what I'm saying. But, like, that's just the overarching plot of season four of Glee so far, so. Yeah, um, I don't know if they ever really nailed the balance, but we'll see. Yeah. I just, I'm, I've been so deep in writing classes, and I'm sure you are too, that it's just, like, it's hard to, like, yeah. separate writer brain from, like, entertainment brain without being, like, but it's written so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I, I think I've even talked about it on this show before, where it's just, like, if, you, like, if you are, consider yourself a writer, and you consider yourself somebody that's, like, working on your skills as a writer, it's very hard to watch TV if it isn't, like, excellent, <laughs> because otherwise I'm spending the whole time rewriting it in my head. Uh, yeah. So it's hard, it's harder to find something to like actually genuinely relax to. But in this, it's fun because like we have free reign to t rip it to shreds. <laughs> so yeah, I think I mean, my friends always get on me for not watching TV shows or movies. But I'm like, it's so much easier for my brain to relax when I'm watching Game Grumps because it's not scripted. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or or watching stuff that you've already seen and you know that you can yeah. turn your brain like, off for, like Drag Race or for me, yeah. like like Frasier, you know? <laughs> just for reality like, TV. Like I watch Hell's Kitchen and Drag Race and fucking Real Housewives because yeah. it doesn't matter. Because you There's can no actually plot. relax. <laughs> yeah. So it's not to say we never get mad at those shows, but oh, no, it's I usually for, not for writing purposes. <laughs> I never get mad at like Beverly Hill, like Real Housewives, because it's just stupid. But like competition shows, like Drag Race, we're okay. This is a long sidebar, but Elise and I are very critical of Drag Race. Like, if you think we're critical of Glee, you should listen <laughs> to the conversations we have about Drag Race. <laughs> we should be the producers of Drag Race. Yeah, you know, you know that meme where it's like the world if uh x were to happen and it's like a picture of like a utopia with like flying cars yeah <laughs> that that's what that's what our world would be like if we were the producers of rupaul's drag race oh yeah i would be <laughs> uh. every every problem on earth could be solved if we were the producers of drag race first solution rupaul's drag race hosted by bob the drag queen yes Not it's RuPaul. bob the drag queen's drag race when we are producers <laughs> So RuPaul can retire and go back to his farm with the fracking. RuPaul, if you're listening, we hate you. I'm not a fan. I'm not a I, fan. I really ever, especially you. every episode this season. So season 14 is currently airing at time of recording. And every time I watch an episode of it, I'm just like, God, I fucking hate RuPaul. Um, also, full disclosure for the audience. I've also taken Adderall today because I have ADHD. I'm allowed. It's prescribed to me. 
Um, so if I seem a little like frantic and like talkative, it's because I'm like ready to go. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. So dynamic duets episode opens Blaine and the, the gang, the Blaine gang, they're all in a classroom and they're all dressed up as their superhero counterparts. Courtney, Courtney was like, why is Blaine dressed like Darth Vader? He looks like he's like taken parts of a Darth Vader. Yes, he does. He has like the tubes and the buttons on his like chest yeah. piece. <laughs> but he's just wearing like a Robin like like little mask. Um so yeah. and, and Blaine, he has a cape like Batman and like Darth Vader. <laughs> Blaine is Nightbird, right? The Nocturnal Avenger. The Nocturnal Avenger. <laughs> I love him so much. He's he's my sweet little baby. Tina is there. She is the Asian persuasion. Sam is there. He, he's the chameleonaire. Is that what his name was? He's the blonde chameleon. Oh. Well, he can do impressions. That's his that's his trick. I think it's the uh, blonde chameleon. It's something like that. I thought he was like the chameleonaire or something. No, because Sugar's thing was that she had money. Yeah. Um, God, Sugar was so funny in the background of this episode. Sugar was great. Sugar she was always doing little things as people were, like, having their scenes. And I just, like, would only watch her. <laughs> She's a fucking star. S-rank, S-tier Glee character, Sugar Mama. <laughs> yeah. She she really has risen in my favor. Like, I always liked her, but now I'm just like, man, she's the best. And then everyone else is there. Teen Jesus is there. Um, He's tarantula head. Yeah, Becky's there. She's Queen Bee. Mm -hmm. Becky's also great in this episode. Becky's really funny in this. This episode didn't have any Sue. Honestly, good. Yeah, no Uh, Sue and no Will. Oh, my God. uh, The only adult in this was Coach Beast. Yeah, because she's the, the like, she's, like, the teacher's faculty. She's, like, the faculty in charge of Superhero Club. (laughs) Isn't her name, like, Beast Mode or something? It's Beast Master. Beast Master. She's so funny. Um, So they're all in Superhero Club. I'm from the planet Testosterogen. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. That's something I, that is something a drag queen would say too. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, oh, are they actually planting the seeds for the for the transition in season six? Probably not. That's probably just a coincidence. But I think it's a coincidence. I don't think Glee plans anything. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be too that would be too much thinking for them. <laughs> um, so they're all in superhero club together, and the theme of this episode is that they're all like heroes. <laughs> and so, and they're all being like, or Blaine's being persuaded by the dark side because um, he gets, well, first he gets a text from Tina and Tina is trying to get him to get back with Kurt, but um, that's not happening apparently. So then he's like a text on my night phone. <laughs> yeah. He's, did you ever watch um, Watchmen? No. Oh, Okay. There's a there's a, a hero in Watchmen that's like the owl that yeah it's I'm like, I'm loosely familiar with Watchmen partially because I watched a little bit of the HBO series with Rick but also because of uh, on Funhouse when they would play GTA and they were all the members of Watchmen yeah you remember that yeah 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 <laughs> well, <be> the owl <laughs> <laughs> so they're and then they get like an emergency that there's a mer- the um Dottie Casatori runs in. Blaine Dottie calls Cassatori. her Chai T, so I wonder if that's her like alter ego name. 
I guess. Um, and she's like, emergency. And they run to the choir room and the trophy has been stolen and replaced with a laptop that says press play. And they're like, who would, who would leave a laptop behind? And they're like, somebody rich. <laughs> it's going to be so hard not to just re, re, like, like relay the script of this episode because every one-liner in it was so funny and is like worth mentioning. Um, so they press play and it's a warbler, but his face is blurred and his like voice has changed. I believe we're set up. I think we're set up to believe that it is Sebastian Smythe. AKA I mean, there's no reason for you not to think it would be because it looks he's, like he's the last warbler we've seen. Yeah, it looks like him. We don't know any other warblers at this point, and so the trophy has been stolen by the warblers. And then Finn comes in dressed as Mister Shoe. He's like he's wearing a sweater vest, and he is fumbling around trying to find markers so he can write the week's lesson <laughs> and he tries to get them or also Artie is dressed as Professor X but he calls himself Dr. Y. He's just bald this whole episode. I don't know it's, if it's like a bald cap or he It must be a bald cap. It must has be. shown that they can do good work with bald caps. Remember when Blaine was Puck? Yes. Yes. That was very good. <laughs> Quinn as Sugar Mata is like number one Glee moment. <laughs> that's your like favorite. Yes, your favorite Glee character is Sugar Mata as played by Quinn. Yeah, as played by Diana Agra. <laughs> um. So Finn comes in. He's a mess. He doesn't even notice that the trophy is missing. Blaine's like moody, so he's gonna go get the trophy back. He's gonna go talk to the Warblers. Finn's like this week's lesson. Um. We're going to do songs by foreigner in foreign languages dressed as the people from that country feels awful and racist. And everyone in the Glee Club is like, no, no, thanks. <laughs> and so Blaine goes to the to Dalton to go see who stole the trophy. And he runs into some TVs of the Flash. Um, you almost called him Sebastian, but you caught yourself. Called him Sebastian, and I was like, nope, his name is TVs of the Flash. Um, <laughs> and... He's like, I didn't take the trophy, but the new like head warbler did. And then Blaine's like, I thought you were a head warbler. It's so dramatic. I love and then it. it. And then it cuts to them like opening the double doors into the warbler room, and he spins around in a chair. He's and we holding a cat, holding a white cat. <laughs> Courtney, real quick, what's this guy's name? You know, I was just thinking that. And um, what's his name? What's it start with? An H. Harry um, Herbert. <laughs> What's his name? His name is Hunter Clarington. Hunter! I was like, it's some stupid white boy name, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like Sebastian or Blaine. <laughs> uh, Hunter, Blaine Warbler. And Hunter's there and he's like, they call you Blaine Warbler, so why don't you rejoin the Warblers? And then they like force him back into a Warbler jacket and then Blaine does the thing where they're, they're like, well, maybe we should sing a song. And he's like, no, guys, I couldn't sing right. I can't. I'm not warmed up. I can't sing right now. And then the music started and he goes, oh, <laughs> he's just <laughs> on it. He's the oh. <laughs> he starts singing immediately. <laughs> he, started, he instantly breaks into like a Kelly Clarkson deep cut. <laughs> so they sing a song. Had you ever heard the original version of that song? 
I don't think so. Yeah, it's a deep cut. It's a Kelly Clarkson deep cut. Uh, that's probably why I haven't heard. I don't. I only know her like popular songs. I love Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> um, I really like this number. It's really good. Like the I, I listen to this version of this song a lot. The Warblers, they're fantastic, fantastic. And then Blaine starts to have doubts about being. He's in like, actually, the it is good to to be with these people that worship me. Because his name is Blaine Warbler. Yeah. <laughs> and so, meanwhile, at the Glee Club, um, Finn has come in the next day dressed as um, a superhero. His superhero name is what? The Treble Clef. The like almighty trouble cloth, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, and he gives the assignment to do duets this week. Um, he only tells Jake. Yeah, and that's Richard only the assignment for four people in the club. The rest are just like generic getting ready for sectionals. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this week we're doing duets, but only Jake and Ryder and Kitty and Marley. Everyone else, fuck off. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. So he knows that they all hate each other. <laughs> Yeah, so he's trying to get them to like each other. So Kitty is immediately taking over the situation between her and Marley. She's decided that they're going to do Holding Out for a Hero. She has the sheet music. Marley's hesitant because she doesn't want to wear a skin-tight suit because she's body self- she's got body dysmorphia and an eating disorder now, thanks to Kitty. Yeah, super cool, and super fun. Apparently has been throwing up every day this week. Cool. I like that we just Kitty's like, like, great. Keep up the good work, girlfriend. Yeah, she's like you're gonna bang him bad in no time. Um, and then she looks. She looks genuinely like like I was the last time I was as skinny as Marley. I was like in middle school. <laughs> like I hadn't gone through puberty yet. The last time I was that skinny, I was never that skinny. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us don't know that life. Yeah. <laughs> So shut the hell up, Marley. Um, yeah, so... And, and then Jake and Ryder do a song. What's the name of this song? I don't know the song either. I think it's just called Superman. But it's not like the Five for Fighting song. And it's not yeah. Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. It Which sounds like it's by cool. R.E.M. or something. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it does sound like... But it, I was thinking it's Maybe like very it, R.E.M. It could be R. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm gonna look it up. We know how Finn likes R.E.M. So. Well, um, but I don't think they assigned it. He, he like, didn't tell them to do that song, I don't think. No, but Ryder is the new Finn. You yeah, got me there. <laughs> Last week when Finn was like, you also like classic rock, right? And then they both sang Jukebox Hero. Yeah. Uh, it's just called Superman. It is a 1969 song by Texas band The Click, but made more famous in 1986 when it was recorded by R.E.M. So there you go. Hey, look at you go. Yeah. Music knowledge. Um, so they sing that, but in the midst of singing it, they both start punching each other. Oh my uh, god, it is the single most like actual fight that like has ever happened here. Like, Ryder tackles Jake into all of the music stands. That would fucking hurt. Yeah. Music stands are no joke. <laughs> That's a weapon. Seriously. Um, and then Finn does nothing to pull the situation. Like, Sam tears them apart. Um, yeah, Finn kind of panics. And then Finn 
tells them that they need to get along. So they meet in the auditorium and he tells them they, they have to sit together and tell each other their biggest fears or like their deepest, darkest secrets or something like that. Something stupid and like not helpful. Yeah. And so Jake gives Ryder a note later in gym. First of all, <laughs> they're, they're in the locker room. Sam is wearing a jock strap on his face, pretending to be Bane. It's so funny. And he just goes, I'm going to get you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryder's like, is that a jock strap on your face? <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. And then it's Jake like my favorite out. Sam impression yet. Uh, it's a very good impression because it's Bane and it's not hard to do, but you know. Yeah. Very how 2012 of them. Dark Knight, come on. <laughs> Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, so Jake gives Sam, or not Sam, Ryder a note with his like biggest fear on it. And Ryder's like, why didn't you tell me to my face like a man? And Jake's like, um, okay, I don't fit in. I'm not white enough for the white kids. I'm not black enough for the black kids. He I'm said not- this verbatim like three episodes in a row now. Yeah, like we get then, it. <laughs> but this time we get we get like cuts of the white kids making fun of him, and then the black kids calling him an Oreo or Barack Obama or something, and it's like, okay, sure. And Courtney was like, I think this is a white person's idea of what racism is. <laughs> it, it feels like a white person's idea of what it's like to be mixed race. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't it didn't feel very realistic. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Obviously, like, that sort of bullying does happen. But yes, I don't I think don't, it happens like this. <laughs> not to like make a pun, but I don't think it's that black and white, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake's like, okay, now are you going to be a man and tell me yours? And Ryder's like, I made you read that out loud because I can't read it. So Ryder can't read. Or he can read, but he can't read well. Um, yeah. And so Jake, like an adult, goes and tells Finn that Ryder needs help with reading and then finn like an adult would gets writer help he takes him to like the special education teacher and gets him tested for dyslexia and yeah. he has dyslexia and he's like oh my god my I entire life i was like i just thought i was an idiot yeah but he's like no now i like have a reason now i know why some like what's wrong with me and like my parents can like help me figure it out this is the episode where finn actually does all the stuff that everybody thinks he does yeah like this is like finn actually lives up to the hype in this episode he is this is like his best episode but this is also the episode where finn does all the things that mr shu never would have done yeah exactly Mr. Shu would have just said to writer oh my god you can't read well let's have you stay after school and learn how to read better yeah i'll teach you how to read that's what he would do yeah, but instead they, like, actually went to, like, an appropriate person to help with it. Like, uh, it made me so happy. Yeah, and he's getting, like, his own, like, custom education plan. It's it's nice. Yeah, and now he can actually, like, bring home a good report card to his mom like he wants to. Yeah. So, it's, like, good on both Jake and Finn in this episode. Yeah, for being, like, very mature in this episode. Um, Marley, meanwhile, is getting ready with kitty and kitty is in like a black latex Catwoman costume marley comes out of the bathroom in like her spandex wallflower costume <laughs> and is like self-conscious about it but kitty tells her that she looks fucking hot because she objectively does yeah because she's just like a very conventionally attractive person 
Um, oh no, she has brown hair. This is the same fucking thing we went through with Rachel. I know. Um, They're trying to make this Faberry 2.0, and guess what? I'm not gonna fall for it. No, because Kitty is... She's again, insane. She's literally... Like, Quinn was wildly depressed and that made her do many mean things kitty is legitimately insane and needs to be institutionalized (laughs) she's going to murder somebody i will say we find out some stuff about kitty's past that is kind of dark uh at some point and she her image gets rehabilitated later on however from what we know right now yeah she she is a threat to society they're gonna Karofsky this bitch, aren't they? I mean, she, I don't think she's gonna be gay. <laughs> no, but like, they're gonna they're gonna take a character that I fundamentally hate because at every turn she's being the worst, and they're trying to make me like her. Yeah, even though she's literally telling a, a girl she literally gave somebody an eating disorder. Yeah, she gave somebody an eating disorder. How do you? And that ever, will have consequences. How do you ever come back from that? Yeah. As, like, a person. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, it's pretty so, bad. Um, Kitty is in the bathroom telling Marley how hot she is. And then Marley gets confidence. And they go and sing Holding Out for a Hero. It's very good. It opens yeah. with Kitty doing, like, a giant drop split. It's amazing. Yeah, very, like, I, you know what? They saw the Tandy Amanda Pre video of her falling from the ceiling into a drop split. They're yes. like, we're doing that, but with a white woman in black latex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's basically exactly what it was. I know, I know the gaggle of gays who wrote this episode have seen that video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So it's a very good performance. Kitty has like a full fucking whip, and his yeah, like- they like let her bring a leather whip to school. And not like a small one, not like a riding crop, like like a full like Indiana Jones whip. Yeah, it's like a dangerous. It makes the sound. <laughs> like, yeah, she like cracks it. So they sing that. It's very good. And then Blaine tells Finn that he doesn't want to be in New Directions anymore or at McKinley anymore because everything reminds him of Kurt. Everything in that room reminds him of Kurt. It's a very fair point, but Finn Finn doesn't want Finn weirdly like respects his decision to leave yeah i thought finn was gonna start yelling at him because that's yeah, what that's what mr both, shoe that's what that's both what finn would do and what mr shoe his hero and best friend would do yeah but instead he's like you know blaine i get it but maybe it's because rachel also broke up with him yeah maybe he's feeling a little humbled right now yeah because i'm sure like it's not easy for finn to just walk in that choir room every day when that's where he and rachel like met um, yeah. Do you think Finn and Rachel ever fucked in the choir room? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I just, I don't know why that only just now occurred to me. It seems not These only plausible, friends, but like almost guaranteed that they did that at some point, right? These children weirdly have like 24 hour access to this high school. Yeah. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if like many a person has fucked in that choir room and also the auditorium stage. Oh, they 100% have on the stage. That's where um, they got engaged, remember? Oh, yeah. They totally fucked after they got engaged. <laughs> um, so, Blaine has decided to leave. Sam Sam is the one who tries to convince him to come back, actually. This is the start of the 
Blaine and Sam being best friends story, which goes for like the rest of the show. You know, I like it. I like them being friends. I think they're good for each other. I think Blaine's a little uptight and I think Sam's a little loosey-goosey and I think they complement each other very well. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't like the writers of this show, though. Oh, do they not make it fun? Uh, it's fun sometimes. It's no. fun for a while. Oh, I don't and, like then, and, then, and then Blaine... Blaine, Blaine, get, Blaine enters a weird time in his life. I'll say that. Do they make Blaine fall in love with the straight boy? Don't don't put don't back me into a corner here, dude. <laughs> Elias, I'm interrogating you. <laughs> I need answers. I need them now. <laughs> I mean, is... we're we're making progress in season four. You'll see soon enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm already mad. I'm already mad. Um, but then Sam and Blaine sing a song. They um, sing "Heroes" by David Bowie. It's really good. Yes, it's also very good. And then Blaine decides to stay. Emma McKinley because this is his new family. Well, and also Sam was like, give me one day to prove to you why you should stay. Give me one day where you're the hero. Like, let me give you one day where you're the hero. And then his like, what, what, the, that, what that means is that they like do a bunch of volunteer work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I understand what he's going for. But to be like, I know you feel like a terrible person for cheating on Kurt because that was a really bad thing to do. Here's how we're going to fix it. You're going to volunteer <laughs> for a few oh, days a week. And that, oh, that'll negate the effects of your cheating. <laughs> I was like... We get a clip of Blaine, like, post-cheating with his, like... Oh my god, that's right! With Eli C. from Facebook! And Blaine's, like, crying, and Eli C. from Facebook is like, what's wrong? Do I not look like my, is it because I don't look like my profile picture? His profile picture was a fucking lighthouse. <laughs> I know. It's like, it would have been so easy for them to have just made the line be, is it because I don't look like my photos? But yeah. it, no, they say profile picture and they have shown us that it is a stock image of a lighthouse. Like that is a like, lighthouse. Like was Blade supposed to think that was his dick or something? Like how, how would that be what he looks like? <laughs> Yeah, so, like, he's upset because, like, it's it's a stupid line. But also Blaine is like, I didn't know for sure if Kurt was the one until after I cheated on him. Yeah. And it's like, well, you gotta tell him that. And he's like, you don't think I did? Yeah. I think he could be a little more explicit about it. But also Kurt is being difficult. Well, he flew all the way to Ohio to talk to Blaine and then said, I don't want to talk to you, and then left. So... <laughs> So yeah you're still mad about that he's a little melodramatic sometimes what blaine melodramatic no kurt oh i mean what kurt melodramatic both of them honestly again gaggle of gays yeah so then jake is in the lunchroom and he is talking to um marley's mom and then other people start making fun of her and he stands up. I feel up like we've seen this exact scene like 10 times by now. Yeah. And then it's like all of the glee club stands up to the football bullies because now that Ryder is one of them, the football team is going to listen to him, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And then Jake calls Puck and we get a, a brief moment of Puck in LA also dressed as a superhero. Like just That is like, a funny coincidence. Outside the Chinese theater. Yeah. 
and he's like it's not hey, important hey hey big bro how do i get this girl and puck's like hey little bro just be patient basically he's like then, your pheromones are really strong so just let her come to you but but then Ryder comes up to marley and is like hey can we postpone our date till next friday because i have to get up early on saturday to see a dyslexic specialist but i still would really like to go out with you like this he's made not me mad because writer writer is 100 percent doing the right thing and like yeah. that marley doesn't immediately say like like, like she doesn't look at because at first she just goes oh i was really looking forward to it it's like maybe lead with oh it's not an issue i totally understand like she 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 didn't seem to care and for somebody who's so like anti-bullying <laughs> it's just yeah it seemed to go very against her personality to like yeah. maybe she be, only feels that way where her mom is concerned yeah to be like sad that she couldn't go on a date with somebody because they had to go get their dyslexia like fixed like like and then she like turns to kitty and kitty's like oh maybe maybe those maybe all that all the food is making you bloaty and me 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 and like making marley feel bad about herself and then marley's like no i am hot and then she walks up to jake and says what are you doing friday night and jake goes going on a date with you and she's like good answer and then walks away it's like what yeah but like why could and kitty just is like oh shit because she didn't go straight to vomiting again. She got a date with Kitty's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So then we're back in the Glee Club room. They give Finn a fanny pack. They call it a fanny pack? It is humongous. It's like it's a like a child's bag. backpack. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> it it's a it's a tool belt. It's literally a tool belt for like, yeah. like cameras and stuff. For tools yeah um, but they give him a fanny pack it's got like markers and shit in it but britney put a barbie head in there for some reason and finn pulls it out and is like huh and britney goes you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> britney's superhero name is what the, the human brain <laughs> the human brain and like everybody introduces themselves and their powers and britney just goes i'm the human brain and then squints and blaine's like welcome human brain <laughs> This episode of Glee is exactly the same as the episode of Spongebob where they all become superheroes to help fight um, the evil League of Evil. (laughs) Which is like Man Ray and all the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy villains. (laughs) You gotta watch that episode of Spongebob. You'll see what I mean. It's it's like a 10 minute episode. Like... (laughs) Um, and then Blaine and Sam go back to Dalton and steal the trophy. Um, this is so cute. It's very funny. They like grapple hook their way in and out. It's very good. Yeah. And as they're running away with the trophy, it plays their little superhero music and it, and it makes it look like comic book panels. And then it says, blam, slain. Slain. (laughs) So the trophy's back and they're getting ready for sectionals, which I guess they have a set list for maybe beware god i i don't know if they're gonna get very far this year with finn in charge um like why would mr shu leave now can't he wait to leave until after sectionals like get them through the hump i don't know let's get him say something oh and then they all sing some nights by fun oh yeah 
And it's but supposed it, to be Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> yeah, because they're all wearing the red shirts and black pants. <laughs> yeah, and they do the little line formation. They do the same exact choreography. I liked that everybody got to sing on this. Yeah. This was a good episode. Like, it was very even. Um, I, yeah, I... I was worried that I wasn't going to like this one as much rewatching it um, because I remember thinking very highly of it. And some of the ones that I have really liked in the past, I liked less this time. No, mm -hmm. I think this, I thought this one was even better than I remembered. <laughs> like all the plot lines. Yeah. There's still some dumbness in there, but like on the whole, all the plot lines were like interesting and uplifting and everybody got like time to shine. I feel like this was the best episode so far for Jake. I feel like this was, like a very triumphant episode for Finn and you know Blaine getting the A plot was so good <laughs> and like I cared about all of the new characters in this episode where was Unique though oh yeah Unique just wasn't in this that's maybe weird being sad because she can't be a girl at school anymore yeah maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure she's back for sectionals oh she has to be because they need the the members well but they got two new oh because that's one other thing we neglected to mention although it was obvious writer and kitty are in glee club now because and then they're like but shouldn't we not have kitty because she's awful and finn's like well we need the people so she's in <laughs> you're gonna have to learn to like her yeah what was your favorite song probably dark side mm. but heroes close second i think my Mine is holding out for a hero. That was pretty good. Yeah. What a, what a fun episode. I like the transitions in this episode, too. They had one where it zoomed in on the cat's face, like, real close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Blaine put on the warbler jacket at, uh, at Dalton, it, like, cut to a shot of the fireplace and, like, flames, like, zoomed out of it. And then it cut to, like, a close-up of the cat's face. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I did that, like, smash cut comic book panel, I screamed. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was very funny, and I liked it. Yeah, I just, this is, this is Glee at its, at its best, at its finest. When yeah. it just stops trying so hard to be taken seriously. Yeah. Because when the they, they just have fun. Because, like, they still told, like, real stories in this. Yeah, like, they I understood. They still hit on real things, but they, it was predominantly camp comedy. Which is what Glee is supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know why that's so hard. <laughs> You're like, please. I, it can't be that hard. Please. I'm oh, sorry. Pleak. Pleak. Pleak, Ryan Murphy. Pleak. 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 Like, I don't know. It's interesting to take, like, the... The, like... I'm trying to think of shows that, like, do this. Where it's, like, every episode just has a different theme. And you just yeah. follow that theme, but you're still continuing the plot. The theme gives it structure, and it's what makes it fun. Like, if every... Well, Glee has done that. They just aren't great at sticking with that. Yeah, because I'm like, I like these theme episodes where, like, superheroes, or Madonna, or Britney, Britney. Britney yeah. or even the Whitney episode, or... Yeah, like, that one was the Jackson episode they tried. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're better when they have a really focused theme because all of them kind of do have a theme, but it usually isn't very focused. Um, like, let me look at the next few episodes. Yeah. Like 
there's several episodes coming up where it's like everybody sings big diva numbers everybody sings songs from movies and like that's fine but it's not as good as like something really specific like one artist or Ooh, one or, movie <laughs> or one musical or yeah you know, like <laughs> or even do like a Fosse episode yeah uh yeah. They they do like a Sondheim one. Well, it's not like explicit, but like pretty much all the songs in it are Sondheim songs in season yeah. five. Um, but uh, but like even we didn't really care for Glee, the episode. But no. I will say that the songs were well integrated to the theme. Yes. Of the sh- of what was happening. That is Glee. I will put up there as like they tried. You know. <laughs> They, they, they tried, <laughs> unlike a lot of the other ones. But, like, Saturday Night Gleaver was good-ish. It was better than I remembered it being. I still didn't Rocky love it, but... Rocky Horror was rough. Yeah. But that's just because it was, like, very... like Mr. Shoot was the main character of that episode. Yeah, and it felt icky to have him, like, singing naked with students. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I'm glad he's gone. Um, stay gone. Yeah, good episode. Eight out of ten. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'd give it an eight or a nine, maybe. So like, I like a like a eight point seven. Yeah, yeah. Certainly better than the last two we watched. Um, Glee's gets a four, and then the one before that, I don't remember at all what it was about. It was the one where everybody was auditioning. For, oh yeah, that one gets a two, and then the breakup gets a seven purely because of comedy. <laughs> it didn't mean to. So that's I, I yeah, yeah, I would give the breakup like six and a half. Yeah, six yeah, and a half, seven. I give it bonus points for um, don't speak. <laughs> that was stuck in my head so hard this morning. <laughs> Specifically, the Glee version. It hurts. Did you see all of their like faces just sadly singing in your brain? Yeah, you I sure it? did. <laughs> I sure Just did. Singing that Kurt's chin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, remember Weird Acoustic Teenage Dream? Oh, God. That was so painful. That was so cringy to watch. Like, I almost, like, had to crawl inside like, of my own skin. L- yeah, like, I remember that being, like, touching. No. <laughs> no, it's just cringy and it's, sad. It's extremely uncomfortable is the thing because it's very very sad and it's confusing it would have been <laughs> like it's, it's shot like a psychological thriller it's 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 like a p- proposal gone wrong like yeah it's like off-putting it, it's like he it asked him to marry him and he said no but it's like very public and you just have to like pretend that you're okay <laughs> yeah is that gonna happen <laughs> By predicting the glee future uh not that specific thing but something kind of similar with with one of those characters oh <laughs> it's not it's not as high stakes as it seems just you just see my little egg head <laughs> my little round head <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on this episode? (laughs) 
No, I just, I really liked it. I'm really glad that I still like this one. Because I, this one, I feel like this is a very underrated episode of Glee. Like, nobody really talks about it. Um, And I think a lot of people were put off by there not being any Kurt or Rachel. But I think this episode is really good. I think it's very underrated. And I'm plaid, I'm I'm plaid. (laughs) I'm proud slash glad to know that uh, my teen instincts are correct about this episode and that this episode is good and fun and nice and just, it's just like a breath of fresh air yeah. in, in the smoggy, scummy city that is season four of Glee. Lima, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, what's your superhero name? Oh, uh, well, all of theirs were like kind of weird and lame. <laughs> yeah. What's your, so does what's mine your have to be kind of weird and lame? Yeah. Which aspect of my personality do I want to shape it around? That's the question. Because you can only get one adjective. Uh, I don't know. Pick one. Can I be Zena's mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone will do like Stacy's mom, but Zena's mom, and everybody will talk about how hot I am. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, I'm gonna be the critic. <laughs> Oh, that would be a good name for me, too. Yeah. Together we are the critics. We're the Wonder, we're, we're the wonder Twins, but they're Wonder Critics. And we just go and tell people, like, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's us. That's our dynamic duet. Yeah. It's, you suck, you suck, you suck. Oh, my God. Do you remember in college when we used to harmonize on your name every morning? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Story time before we end the episode. That was when like year, right? Huh? Was that freshman year? Yeah. 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 So, so Ka- our friend Kayla, Courtney and I and this other girl that was in our uh like first year theater class in college, we we like saw each other constantly and yeah, we were whenever Whenever Courtney would walk in, the the rest, the other three of us would just harmonize Courtney's name together, and I'd go Courtney, and then they'd go Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. It was so weird. Why was I? Yeah, why did we do that? I don't know. Why was I always the last one in that class? (laughs) We always got there before you, I guess. Well, I I worked in the same building. My work study was uh, a floor above it, so. Oh, I think I had um, econ before that class, so I was coming from a different building. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Anyway, I just, I just hadn't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. And that was like our own little glee moment. It's been a decade. So. No. Almost. I mean, a decade and a year. Yeah. It's been nine years. And a half. I mean, we... We went there at the end of 2013. Yeah. So close. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, no. I was saying last night that um, I feel like the pandemic, because it took away so many years of our life, that I'm still like 24 or 25 in my brain. Like, (laughs) just like, I'm not in my mid-late 20s. Like, that's not real. (laughs) Um, That's how Rick feels about his 30s. Oh, I'm sure that's how most people. I know a lot of people. Who he turned 30. 30 in the pandemic. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people who turned 30 in the pandemic. It's not great. <laughs> no, they're having bad times. <laughs> so, you know, y'all, we're all 20, we're all 25 and 28 again. So <laughs> anyways, thank you everyone for listening to another rousing episode of TH Glee. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next week's sectionals. Oh, I, I can't wait to be furious about it. I'm just going to silently nod my head. Uh, future us. Take I it think away. there are some good things in this episode. Just, just okay. okay. Sorry, I I messed up your your take. No, no, Go no, ahead. no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I forgot that I had to stop the episode, anyways, because I'm in charge <laughs> today. Okay, three, two, one. Future us. Take it away. And cut. Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THBLEE420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLacy. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and Trailer Trash, or follow me on Twitter at Style. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs>